What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Nerd Nostalgia Podcast. In today's episode, I'm giving you number two of what I thought was going to be three, but it's just going to end up being two. There's no way I'm going to crush The Witcher with everything going on, the holidays, all that jazz. So I do apologize, but I did tell you I was going to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. So that's what we're going to do today. But it's going to be a little bit different. Everybody's hyping the movie up with reason. However, I'm going to talk about all the things that I did not like about the movie. So kick back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Oh, and of course, head over to Apple Podcasts, drop the five star, tell your friends, family, and coworkers about us, help us grow this audience, leave a review. I, I love reading the reviews. It really does motivate us and also at the same time help us with feedback as far as getting some better content out for you guys. All right, y'all know the drill. Before we get started, here's a quick clip for you to enjoy. I'm Miho Nishizumi, and this is Nerd Nostalgia Podcast. And thanks for stopping by, Panzer Vor! Yo, 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 welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Nerd Nostalgia Podcast. Today's episode is two of what I thought was going to be three, kind of like I mentioned before. However, I'm going to just end up doing two because there's absolutely no way with all the festivities, all the Christmas stuff, the Christmas shopping that's going on, there's just no way I'm going to end up getting two watching The Witcher as much as I want to. So at some point, I'll review it, maybe me and the boys, maybe I'll just review the first two, three episodes, something along those lines. I did also decide to restart The Witcher. I probably should have done this ahead of time, but I didn't think about it. Just, you know, work, life, all that kind of jazz has been busy. So I think I am going to rewatch it. Actually, let me rephrase it. I already started rewatching it. I'm two episodes in, six more to go, and then I'll start the new second season. One of my friends actually texted me, yo, bro, Witcher's season uh, two, episodes one and two, amazing. Said it's a little slow to begin with, but anyways, that's not why you're here. You're here for some Spider-Man, some Spidey talk. So know ahead of time that this is going to have some spoilers. I'm going to try to avoid them, but it's going to have some spoilers. So here's your spoiler warning alert. There, spoilers are coming, okay? So that being said... The movie was awesome. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. There was some issues with it, and that's what we're pretty much going to talk about today. Speculation and then issues with it, because I feel like everybody's going to review it. Uh, I'll probably have a review with other folks on this amazing movie, because again, I did enjoy it, but was it perfect? No. Is it in my top five MCU movies? Yes. So right off the rip, I think this movie would have been so much more epic had we not had all those spoilers. So that double-edged sword of us finding out that certain characters were in it. And again, spoiler warning, if you have not seen the movie, this is your final warning. There are going to be spoilers coming forward. Okay, so obviously Toby and Andrew are in the movie. We kind of already knew that, whatever. But the fact that we found that out just kind of diluted the epicness of it. However, they did play it enough in the media to where it's like, no, they're not in it. They're not in it. And people kind of were second guessing, but we were pretty sure. But it still diluted those moments whenever they made their appearances. Still epic. And, you know, the crowd was cheering. I was in a theater that was just like elbow to elbow packed, full of nerds, cheering at the right moments, laughing at the right moments. 
and truth be told, I really did miss that. I hated that I was around so many people that I didn't know, but at the same time, I was, I was happy to be around those people because it was an event. It was the environment. It was what movie going is all about. So it seems like the box office is, uh, is back. People are going to probably be attending movies more regularly now. So it should be, it should have a positive effect for the future. So the MCU, Marvel, Disney specifically are going to be responsible for saving the box office. I think people are going to start venturing to the movies again. But as I said, that kind of sucked. So it did dilute some of those epic moments. There were still other things that they did for us. Uh, they literally, it was a fan service movie through and through. It was awesome. However, let's talk about some of those negative points before we get into the spec. With the negative points, it was it was kind of a lame movie. Like it was lame in the sense that it was very kiddy and just uh, campy at the beginning. But they take you through this adventure uh, on an emotional roller coaster, one hundred percent. And they answer a lot of the things and you know addressing baby Iron Man, aka Spider Man, with his irons suit you know they get rid of it at the end of the movie and he goes back to the basics and they kind of do a clean reboot for him they drop a lot of things but we'll get into that here in a second so one of the things i did not like about it was the fact that it was so campy so kitty um the plot in turn was pretty lame they could have have easily have just done something else you know instead of the plot being like hey make sure everybody forgets spider-man or whatever they could have easily have just been like hey can you just have people forget about who Mysterio was or anything he's ever said? And then boom, that would have been the solution. So perhaps they should have done a deeper cut of explaining the parameters of the magic spell. I think that might have helped kind of with this issue. And they even address some of these things in the movie itself, right? Like falling into a vat of electric eels with like chemicals and that giving you your powers or falling into a sand pit and some type of project is happening and you get your powers, right? They, they make jokes on it, but that's now in the retro. I wish they would have addressed some of the things that were happening as they were creating the movie. So that I think is one of the first things. So super lame in that regard. Still, it actually worked, even though it was a lame kind of plot, very campy, it still ended up working. It worked for the movie and I enjoy the movie. Again, I really enjoy this movie. It's a nine out of 10 easily, 9.2 even. There are two post-credit scenes and in one of them, it basically brings Venom into the MCU and then boots him out, which I'm totally fine with. I really don't want him to be in the MCU, but they did that just to have a drop of alien symbiote in the MCU, so it's going to affect Spider-Man at some point in the future. And actually, now that I think about it, so here's a little speculation. Let's let's jump into it. And shout out to my boy Todd for putting this first piece in my mind. So we kind of discussed it that uh, you know they they brought him into the MCU, then kicked him out, which again I'm totally cool with. But that spec. Like in the comics, he's going to find his way towards Spider-Man. So now that I'm thinking that since he got rid of his iron spider suit here at the end, what's going to end up happening is he's going to attach to Spider-Man. Spider-Man's going to feel amazing. And the movie can be about some of his struggles without his technology, right? So Iron Man once told him, you know, without the suit, you're nothing. And so... He went back to the basics. He's doing that, but it's going to be a difficult task because without that nanotech, I mean, it's it's tough for him. However, I think that this symbiote attaching himself 
to Spider-Man is going to give him that extra boost that he wants. So kind of like a drug, they could go a whole drug route with it and how he's affected by it both mentally, physically, whatever the case may be. And he becomes a villain in his own story. And then it's up to another spider person, specifically Miles Morales, to save the day. And so he becomes the villain of it. And then maybe that's how they retire him. And he sails off into the sunset. He's like, I can't be Spider-Man anymore. I, you know, I'm, I'm jaded, whatever the case may be. And so he hands it over to, um, you know, passes the torch over to Miles Morales, which I fucking told y'all they were going to cameo reference. Uh, I really genuinely thought we would see a cameo of some sort because I had heard rumors that they had already cast a young Miles Morales and that it's it's actively happening. However, all we got was a Jamie Foxx, man, you know, you're white and uh, I thought you would be a black guy since you're helping out people from Brooklyn and blah, blah, blah. So I did, uh, I did appreciate that kind of dialogue and it was awesome, you know, just the fact that they're addressing Miles is coming, foreshadowing, if you will. So I think that that's going to be the next movie, boys and girls. It's going to be, Tom Holland's going to be a villain. He's going to be uh, Venom, right? And then from there... It's going to take a Miles Morales or some equivalent to to beat him in order to uh, to get it. And then he's going to retire and sail into the sunset. Because at the same time, you have uh, Peter who does not want to, or Peter, Tom Holland who pl- portrays Peter that does not want to do this by the age of 30, right? So he's 25 now. He has another five years in him. You know, that's a good two, three movies depending on how often he's working. So... That is, uh, that's my little thought process about that, my speculation on Miles. Still, he's coming. It's not going to not happen. It's too ripe of an opportunity. Half black, half Puerto Rican. Come on, the demographics are there for him. So definitely, definitely going to happen. Again, kind of this uh, campy plot, this kind of weak point plot. But I, I get it from a from a movie standpoint. I see why they did this. You know, he has all these superhero friends and the people he chooses to help him with this are going to be... Ned and MJ. And it's like, really? You couldn't find Falcon. You couldn't find anybody else to help you out with this huge task. You chose Ned and MJ. While two brilliant, you know, college, or actually not even college kids, two brilliant high schoolers, it's, they're high schoolers, dude. But that's okay. It is what it is. Another point from the plot that you have to overlook is the fact that Ned ends up with magic powers. He's like, oh, we have a tingling in our family. They're like, oh, you know, they make a joke about it. Doc Strange is like, go talk to your physician about that. But turns out he actually has some stuff in him. So that I'm actually super curious what they're going to do with that. Um, how they're going to address the Hobgoblin. Is he going to become the Hobgoblin? Is he going to do something else? Who knows? But I thought that was kind of dumb. The fact that, you know, he has that lineage as well is pretty dumb. Even though we got a lot of awesome moments, like I, I did get teary-eyed in a couple of the uh, scenes. We got a lot of forced things. And even though some of the dialogue was amazing between the three Spider-Men, I thought that some of the stuff, some of the dialogue was a little forced. Um, the amazing stuff was amazing. Haha. <laughs> but some of the some of the situations was, was just too much. Another thing I didn't like, which was very uncharacteristic up to par, was uh, the fact that you know, and spoiler alert right here. If you really haven't seen the movie, this is this is probably the biggest spoiler from the movie. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. So be careful. Again, big spoiler coming up. Uh, the fact that, you know, Aunt May's killer 
just drives him to madness and he almost kills that killer, but it takes somebody else to stop him. I thought that was lame. Uh, then the, the, the unnecessariness of Toby getting shanked, that, that wasn't necessary either. Like you could have had that with, you couldn't, you, you didn't need that. You didn't need that at all. So I didn't like that. Another, I think the major pain point of the movie is going to be the plot. Another thing, you know, we talked about that he chose Ned and MJ as his sidekicks, obviously, when he could have just chosen any other superhero to help him with this task, and it would have gotten done a lot faster, a lot smoother. So the fact that Doc Strange was in this, and he allows himself to get trapped in the mirror world is so dumb. You're like, come on, dude. It's the freaking Sorcerer Supreme, even though he's not, and you find that out. But it's it's Doc Strange, bro. Like, come on. I get it. I think Spidey is one of the most capable superheroes out there, and everybody's even like, he's the best of us because he's so pure-hearted and, you know, all that jazz. But uh, the fact that Doc Strange kind of let that happen, cool scene, was dumb. So a lot of my pain points are going to be plot-driven. It's, it just, I don't know. It, it was annoying, but it works. That's the thing. They crammed a lot into the movie, too. And while other movies have failed, looking at you, Spider-Man 3, from the OG Raimi trilogy, looking at you, number three, looking at you, Bully Maguire, this movie was super packed, and it was it was a lot. But at the same time, it worked. So while the other movies, the predecessors didn't, this one did. But I think barely. And it, you know, there's a fine line between madness and greatness, and they walked it and they, they landed on the greatness side, Why other movies have landed on the uh, unsuccessful side, on the madness, if you will. But all in all, really enjoyed the movie. Uh, speculation, let's talk about Miles. Let's talk about the Defenders. Let's talk about upcoming villains. So obviously we already talked a little bit about Miles. It's going to happen. It's it's inevitable. I really do think that they're setting it up for that plot that I told y'all about. So the speck of Venom stuff is there. It's going to find his way to Spidey. Spidey's going to feel good. He's going to, you know, it's going to be like a drug for him. And he's going to be doing all these bad things. And then here comes a young Miles Morales, the future Spider-Man, and he's going to set up his own stuff and and combat uh, Spider-Man and then obviously change him to good, blah, blah, blah. So that's going to set that up. And then from there, it'll set up the, the future of uh, of the Spider-Man universe, I guess. Spider-Verse. So that's spec number one. Number two, I talked about the Defenders. Well, we officially got confirmation. Another spoiler. The spoiler was that Charlie Cox is in the movie and he is clearly Daredevil as he uh, catches a brick and lays it in front of uh, Spider-Man, Tom Holland. So I thought that was pretty epic. However, that means if he's in it and we actually already know that um, Kingpin is in it from the Netflix universe. So we know that I've seen all these rumors that... uh, with Daredevil and Kingpin coming, then that means that the Punisher is going to come because Berthanol did an amazing job. We know that Jessica Jones was liked enough to bring her into it. So then that's going to leave Iron Fist and then also Luke Cage, which is prime for a Defenders movie. Um, I think they could do a show for them, but I think they deserve movies at this point. They're liked enough. You would have a big fan base that people would actually enjoy and go watch the Defenders. I think we're actually about to see a split 
in movie watching as far as MCU is concerned. You're going to have earthly events, and then you're going to have outer world events, space events. And maybe some of them will intertwine, but you'll have these cosmic events, you know, your Galactus, your Eternals, for example. And while they affect the Earth, you know, it's it's much bigger than that. And so I think we're about to have all these cosmic battles and uh, Kree scroll wars and all that kind of stuff, secret wars. And then you're going to have your low-level stuff while all the bigwigs are out in space fighting. You're going to need somebody to defend the Earth. And so you're going to have your defenders. I think that's going to be a big deal. So you're going to have two different streams of movie um, going, different places, if you will, scenarios. And that in light is in turn to the fact that not every villain is a Thanos. Not every villain is a Kang the Conqueror. Not every villain is a Galactus. Guarantee you that motherfucker's coming. Sorry for the MF bomb there. But it's going to happen. So you have these characters that were actually shown as like kind of silhouettes whenever the multiverse was breaking. So it was outlines. I actually had to look this up because that scene went way too fast for me. I was going to go back and watch the movie on Tuesday, which I I still am going to do just because it was pretty epic enough. But there was a bunch of characters. And so you got outlines of the Rhino, of Scorpion. Craven was the only one that I could make out. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's him. Uh, Black Cat, and then Morbius potentially. So those are the villains that are coming up that they show, sort of showcase. And we've already heard a lot of rumors about these movies, right? Hell, we've even heard castings for some of these movies, like Craven, for example. So we know that they're coming, that they're setting up these villain origin stories, which I 1000% had thought of this idea freaking years ago. I thought it would be so cool if they did that and then introduce them into the um, Spider-Verse, I guess, or whatever whatever protagonist you had. Uh, you could do it with pretty much any character. You could do it with The Flash. You could do it with, especially with The Flash. Some of the best uh, villains are from The Flash. Rogue characters, Batman. Obviously, you could do that, you know, set up a Joker movie, set up a Penguin movie, and then have them all kind of in one battling Batman, and then you focal point on Batman, even though you may have sympathized with another character. I think that would make for an amazing movie because the fans would be going back and forth between who they're cheering for. So if you can mess with people's emotions whenever you're at the movie theaters, you're doing something right. So we know that these characters are coming. So it's going to happen. It's there. Those are my three speculations that I'm getting from this. Uh, Now you know how I feel about the movie. Again, overall, wonderful movie. 9.2 to 9.4 for all my uh, comic book grading buddies out there. That's where I would rank it. And I really did enjoy it. I highly recommend it. Go watch it if you haven't. I'm sad for you if you listen to this and you haven't watched it. But I'm almost positive that you are staying away. So, And I'm definitely going to make sure to note it in the title. But as always, guys, head over to Apple Podcasts. Drop the five star. Tell your friends, family, coworkers about us. Help us grow this audience. We, we I love doing this for you guys. It just, uh, It's easy. It's fun. It just makes sense to me. It's one of those things. So that's going to be it. We'll catch you on the next episode. And remember, stay nerdy, my friends. That's a terrible catchphrase. Insert catchphrase.